Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors we have joining us on this third Sunday in Advent as we are uh, slowly getting back to normal here. Uh, we rejoice to be singing the Order of Matins this day on this Gaudetta Sunday. As you can see, our, our third and uh, pink, or rather rose, candle has been uh, lit. Typically, uh, when, when possible, there's also, of course, then rose pyramids that come along with this, but... Uh, I don't know how many of you have such a desire to see your pastor in pink on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Nevertheless, we'll turn your attention to the inside of the back cover of your bulletin where we have our Focused on Christ section that is a summary of today's readings. The voice of John the baptizer cried out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. John called the people to be made ready for the Messiah's coming through repentance. For all flesh is grass. Now, he asks from prison, are you the one who is to come? Jesus' works bear witness that he is. The sick are made well, the dead are raised, and the poor have good the gospel preached to them. Their iniquity is pardoned, and they have received from the Lord's hand double forgiveness for all their sins. The steward of the mysteries of God still delivers Christ's overflowing forgiveness to the poor in spirit, comforting God's people with the word of the gospel, which stands forever. This gospel produces rejoicing among all those who believe. Our service this day is uh, the Order of Matins. As it begins on page 219, we now sing the first hymn. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Advent is from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or, or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. 
I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this day is the gospel lesson just read. Dear saints in Christ, the season of Advent is, of course, all about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. His prophetic coming in the Word, His coming in the flesh by the Virgin Mary, His coming now in Word and Sacrament, and His imminent coming on the last day. As part of this proclamation of Christ's coming, we hear the best and greatest of Advent preachers, that of course being John the Baptist. We heard from him some last week. You see, John was the one foretold by the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. See, John was sent by God to bring down the prideful hearts of men, calling them to repentance and thus preparing the way of the Lord. But in our gospel lesson today, well, John preaches no more. People flock to hear John's passionate and fiery preaching in the wilderness for a while, but as with so many things, well, you know, his message grew old. The novelty wore off. Now John's preaching had gotten him in trouble. He preached against King Herod's adulterous marriage and ended up in prison where now he awaits the executioner and his sword. But the ministry of the one John baptized, the anointed Christ, the one who was anointed for an atoning death, his ministry had begun. Christ must increase, John must decrease. And from death row, John, who was sent to comfort God's people with the news of the Messiah's coming, he now himself seeks comfort from the Son of Mary, the Son of God. In faith, John asks the question, are you the coming one? Are you the adventing one? Dear saints, notice that John, he is not rebuked for his question. In fact, John goes on, Jesus rather goes on to praise John in an unequaled way, saying that there is no man born of woman who is greater than John the Baptist. 
His is the voice of faith, crying out in the wilderness. He is about to die a martyr's death, and so in these final days of earthly life, John seeks absolution. He seeks grace, and he seeks comfort, and it comes from the only place it can, from Christ. Notice also that John does not ask to be released from prison. He doesn't ask to be spared Herod's evil, demonic wrath. He only asks for a word from Jesus. And John is not disappointed. You see, Jesus reassures. Jesus promises. And Jesus gives to him. He points John back to the prophet Isaiah and says, The blind receive their sight, and the lame, they walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead... They are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. In effect, Jesus is saying to John, John, do not be dismayed at all these events. Do not give up hope. For in the midst of all these things, even with evil King Herod in power, the Messiah has come. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Creation is being restored. And though they will place your head upon a a platter, John, your soul will live in heaven by the power of the coming one who will die in your place that you might live eternally. You will feast in the presence of the God who has saved you as his honored, beloved, and forgiven guest. Jesus then finishes his message to John saying, Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Indeed, blessed are those who are not offended by God in the flesh, the Son of God, born of Mary. Blessed are those who do not try to control him, to manipulate him, or to try to have mastery over him. Blessed are those who submit to Christ's word and to Christ's will, for theirs is the same fate of John. Martyrdom? Sure, perhaps. Especially in this increasing darkness that is around us in our culture today. But to be sure, there is the promise of heaven. And that promise is for all those who cling to Christ in faith. Nevertheless, today we see that many do take offense at Jesus. And they just cannot help themselves. They reel and they foam at the mouth over the simple truth of who he is. God in the flesh, they scoff. God born of a virgin girl. Then, well, there's Jesus preaching. It's too absolute. It's too uncompromising, too unapologetically stern. People prefer a Messiah who looks less like John the Baptist, Moses, or Elijah, and, well, more like Santa Claus, or maybe the Easter Bunny. You see, so many people want a Jesus who is a cartoonish buffoon, a self-help guru that fills your bank account with cash and your heart with warm fuzzies. This kind of spineless Jesus proclaims no doctrine, He asserts no truth and is loved by all. But dear saints, if John the Baptist is not a reed swaying in the winds of human opinion and curiosity, then neither is the Christ he proclaimed. Jesus is not a member of the Peace Corps, and he is not like the social justice warriors of our day. The Christ has no time for religious nonsense, hypothetical debates, or useless academic speculations. Jesus comes in the wake of John the Baptist to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He comes to give the vision of faith to the spiritually blind, to enable those crippled by sin and death to walk by faith. Christ Jesus comes to cleanse filthy hearts, to purify dirty minds, to heal wounded egos, to bind up disturbed and troubled consciences, 
and to open ears to his living and life-giving word. He comes to proclaim the good news of his arrival to those too poor to purchase it or to obtain salvation in other ways. In other words, dear saints, Jesus comes for everyone. He comes for you. He is the Savior of all mankind. But it begs the question, how does he accomplish this? Well, it's precisely by being handed over. Handed over to the scribes and the Pharisees who will treat him spitefully, kill him, and bury him, just as it had been long foretold by the prophets. However, those very same prophets also foretold his rising from the dead. Christ Jesus conquered death by his death. He did not stay in the grave. He rose and he lives. He is alive. Now, dear saints, the power of Christ's death and resurrection is delivered in his word and sacraments. That is what John sought from prison, and that is what Jesus gave to him. And that, thanks be to God, is the faith in which John died. That very same living and life-giving word of God still delivers to you what it delivered to John. Forgiveness, life, salvation, peace, and grace. Christ Jesus himself still comes to us. He still advents to us today. He comes to you in his word preached heard and read. He comes in his own word of absolution where he declares sinners like you and me to be righteous, forgiven, to be remade, new creations by the power of his word. Christ Jesus comes in the waters of holy baptism where sinners like you and me are baptized, joined to his death and resurrection, cleansed by his blood and given the Holy Spirit by the water and the word. He comes in his holy supper, in meekness and humility, without great fanfare and completely unnoticed by the world. Christ your Savior, he comes to serve you. He comes to give you himself, the thing you need most. He comes by his word to strengthen and to encourage you. He comes to comfort you, to reassure you, and to console you. Christ's word is living, life-giving, creative, and powerful. It does what it says it does. His word never passes away. And to receive these things, all these gifts of Christ only once in a while, only when we really need it, well, dear saints, it's not enough. That is why Christ comes to us so much, so frequently, and in so many ways. You see, John, he doesn't sit in his prison cell and think to himself about what he already knows. Instead, he seeks Jesus where Jesus is. How many times did God tell Abraham the land was his, that his descendants would be many, countless, and that the Messiah would come from them again and again and again and again? Why does Moses record it so many times? Because Abraham needed to hear it again and again, and the sons and daughters of Abraham needed and still need to hear it as well. Abraham needed constant hearing and rehearing of the gospel, of that hope that centered in the coming Messiah, and so also did John in prison. And so do you in your own little self-made prisons, each and every one of us. Dear saints in Christ, come to the altar where Jesus promises to be. Come to the one who comes to save you. Be refreshed, renewed, and restored in Christ, in his living and life-giving word, and his promises which stand eternal for you. Feast upon the living and life-giving promises of God and rejoice as we have on this Gaudetta Sunday. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice.
For at the Lord's table, you will be at the side of John the Baptist, who has prepared you with the divine message given to him to preach. Here in Christ is rest for the lonely, searching heart. Here is comfort for the sin-weary and the repentant. Here in Christ's word and sacrament is life for those who were once dead, but now are alive in the presence of Jesus, our coming King. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord, who is favorable to his people, would restore the fortunes of his church by the coming of Christ Jesus. That he would fill us with rejoicing at all times and give reasonableness to our words and deeds. And that all may recognize our Christian confidence in his son's advent. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church that God would give us faithful stewards of his mysteries and servants of Christ who are trustworthy to proclaim him alone as Lord and Judge, and that the Lord would tend his flock by his word and spirit, that Christ's lambs may be gathered into God's arms and gently laid to led to eternal life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the children of our families, that every darkness would be lightened by your Son's gracious visitation that God would preserve them from dangers to body and soul, guide them by his word and wise paths, and keep them firm in the faith until life's end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For expectant mothers and their children, that they may safely come to the time of birth, and that their children may be brought to new birth in the waters of holy baptism. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For us and our fellow citizens, that God would preserve us from placing our trust in princes and mortal men who come and go like grass before his breath. For our nation, that God would give rulers who will rule after his good pleasure, keeping order and protecting life, and for godly quietness and honesty. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and sorrowing, that the shepherd of Israel would give ear to their need, especially Sam Falky, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, and for healing, courage, and perseverance to all who cry out to God, that they may find comfort in his enduring word and the certain hope of the resurrection. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who partake at the supper of Christ's body and blood this day, that our Father would watch over them and preserve in them repent. Preserve in them repentant and worthy hearts, firmly believing the words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, once again, welcome and good morning. A handful of announcements here as we continue on with our morning of rejoicing. Uh, first, just a, a brief word of thanks for all of your prayers and support this uh, past week and for all those who have um, blessed us with wonderful meals and, and whatnot. That was, uh, um, well, it was just wonderful. Thank you for your Christian kindness and love. It's very much appreciated. 
Um, immediately following service, we have uh, adult Bible study, and there will be Sunday school for the older kids. Uh, sickness has struck the congregation, and uh, a lot of our younger kids are not here along with the teachers, and so this day there will be uh, Sunday school for the older children uh, and um, Bible study for the adults, but that young class will not be meeting today. Uh, today at 1 p.m., uh, we'll have our Christmas program practice, and it's just as many kids as, as can make it, uh, given the circumstances, but we'll go from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., and then also next Sunday as well, yes, uh, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., we'll have practice for the children's Christmas program. Uh, this Tuesday is the circuit pastors meeting out in uh, Macon, um, and then this Wednesday, of course, we continue with our uh, Advent midweek worship uh, as we have midweek school at 3.30, followed by supper um, at... Uh, uh, five and then evening prayer 545 and then our fit, fitness class and choir practice following after that uh, just to note that the parsonage open house that was supposed to be today I'm sorry to say it is postponed it's not canceled uh, we're just going to pick a later time and date to hold that and we'll let you know um, as we uh, get that uh, figured out uh, also Christmas cards are now available in the card rack in the library box cards in the card cabinet and individual cards then are on the rack um, and then this announcement appeared last week also, coffee and snacks sign up. There's a new sign-up sheet in the kitchen uh, for both coffee and snacks, so please contact Patty Cheney if you have any questions. And Bonnie, is this church banner's announcement, is this... We wrapped it all up. Okay, I, I noticed when I was over in the education wing today that there are much fewer banners, so I'm glad that they found some good homes. Uh, thanks be to God for that. Um, I believe that brings us to the end of our uh, formal announcements. Anything I may have missed... All right, the Lord bless you and keep you as we continue to go through this time of uh, patient waiting and rejoicing for our Lord's imminent return uh, and grace for all those who call on him in faith. The Lord bless you and keep you.